Hello and welcome to the Wannabe Entrepreneur, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. And today I want to speak about creativity, about how our brain can uh, create things out of thin air. And I was actually talking with a professor about this. In the last co-working event, the one I did with Anthony, I met one of the founders of the co-working space. His name is Fernando. And he has been working as a designer and as an entrepreneur for multiple years. And he told me how our brain needs to be bored, about how boredom is actually good for creativity. Most of the good ideas come when you are doing nothing, when you're bored, when you're on a shower, on the toilet, doing something where your brain can wander. But nowadays, that's really hard because we always have our phone with us. We are always connected, watching YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever. So it's really hard for our brain to relax and to be bored and, and to be creative. And I, I feel that quite often, actually. I feel that sometimes I, I cannot just disconnect, that my brain is always active. And, uh, wait, what is this? What? Huh? This is crazy. 20 people join the community. What? 20 people joined the community in the last 24 hours. That's crazy. Where are these people coming from? What? Hello? Uh, something really crazy just happened. I, I, I just opened the buy me a coffee like I do every day. But it seems that 20 people just joined the community. 20 people, that's 200 bucks. And I just opened analytics and it seems that one of my posts, the build a product, was picked up by Google and it's having like crazy traffic. <laughs> yeah. Like 200 people just, just visit the website in the last 24 hours because of that. That's crazy. Yeah, I have I have no idea. I I need to prepare things for for the community. But they're wait. They're joining the they're joining the the Slack channel. But they all have the same name. They all say Catherine. And they all have the same picture. What? This is crazy. What's happening? Yeah, Catherine. Wait, I call you back. What the fuck? Shit. They are spamming everything. Oh my god. How do I ban people? How do I ban people? I need to ban them right now. No. They're just joining and joining and joining. Wait, they are paying for it. How is it possible? Why would they pay? Let me check Stripe. 
What? Fuck, it's being declined. That's why. This is kind of an attack. Something. This is crazy. Open Twitter. Shit, someone is attacking me. Someone is attacking the community. That's crazy. Fuck. This is this is the end. This is the complete end of my business. There's no other way. Fuck. Ugh. Wait, is this still recording? Oh, shit. What you just heard is a real recording of something completely fake. <laughs> I gotcha. Talking about creativity, eh? eh? What about this? I got you. I got you nervous. No one is attacking my community and uh, hopefully never will. No one ever will in the future. <laughs> Imagine that now. By doing this, I like just plant the idea in someone's brain. <laughs> Please don't do it. Yeah, welcome to the show. <laughs> I, I just decided to start the show today in kind of an alternative scenario. But yeah, my name is Tiago. This is the one of Entrepreneur. And uh, as you could see, today I'll be speaking about... Uh, a little bit about creativity, about my week, how the co-working event go and uh, what I've learned from that. I told you that I was doing a co-working event with Anthony and it was really fun. I want to talk with you about that as well. I want to also speak about my projects. I've been trying to implement my design service. I don't even know if I talked about it. I've been trying so many things lately that uh, some are quite recent so maybe i didn't even tell you about that so yeah and uh, i am also having uh, to accept that i'm getting 30 and i haven't accomplished my entrepreneurial dream yet and uh, last but not least i will also be speaking about finding a co-founder yeah very exciting and a new project that we are working on so a packed episode and uh, let's get started. Let's start with the co-working event. Let's start with my first experience actually meeting other indie makers in real life. As you know, I've been meeting indie makers for a long time in the community, people from all over the world. And it's been great. I really love it. But now, since Anthony is here, we have been uh, going out to the real world and co-work together, having drinks. And uh, we got invited, or I got invited by Miguel. And I told I told you about him many times, so I'm not going to repeat. But I, he invited me to go visit his co-working space, the Naubiat. And uh, after, uh, I guess, a couple of months of the invite, I finally found the time and motivation to leave the house and, and go explore. And one of the reasons why I also wanted to do that is because Anthony was here and he told me, okay, let's do some co-working. 
And I said, okay, let's try out this new place that Miguel has been telling me so many great things about. So I decided to go. And uh, it was a really cool, interesting place. And uh, immediately when we met Miguel, Anthony and I met Miguel in, uh, in the co-working space, the idea of planning an event uh, in the worldwide FIT WB space event came to be. And as I told you before, Anthony was great. He was like so fast in uh, organizing everything and, and making sure that we're actually going going to do it that I, I, I admire that. I need to learn from that, from that proactivity. And last week on Thursday, we did our event, our first real life event. It's 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 really true, and uh, it was really cool. To be honest, most of the people that came to the event came because of him, because of Indie Worldwide, because they knew him, and a couple, maybe two or three, came because of me. And it was really cool. Like I I arrived there at around eleven, and I thought I was the first one for some reason, even though there were some other people working. So I just sat down, and then uh, Ze, which is kind of the community manager, told me that yeah, these people are here for for you for your event. And I thought, wow, okay, hello everyone. And it was a little bit awkward in the beginning, but I just introduced myself and, and said basically who I was and that Anthony and I were organizing this together because Anthony was still not there. He only arrived at noon. So, yeah, and then I just sat down and started working and then immediately people just started having conversations with me in the water cooler and knowing about my project and I was learning from their project as well. And it was really cool. Then we worked for a bit. Then uh, eventually Anthony arrived. We went for a really good lunch. Very cheap, by the way. Very cheap lunch. For 8 euros, you get uh, the main dish. You get coffee, drink, and dessert. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm just amazed with this. Because the difference from prices, from lunch to dinner, it's it's really absurd, to be honest. It's, it's, it's huge. Like here in Portugal, like you go for dinner and the same kind of... Um, Lunch would cost maybe triple at dinner, something like this. Anyways, going back to, to the topic. we Then we worked together and then afterwards we went for beers. Um, it was really cool, especially I think I really enjoyed that part of the beers because I got to speak with everyone about their projects more in depth and what they were doing. And uh, immediately you can see that when you are face to face, it's much easier to make these kind of connections, I feel. Uh, I immediately told two people to join the community because I thought they could benefit from it. And uh, I got invited to go to a talk that someone was giving. So I even got invited to a party. Eh? See, people like me. No. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So definitely the feeling of being in real life, it's, it's still different. Uh, I'm not sure if it's better or worse. I think there's benefits and... And for people, especially if they are a little bit more, uh, have a little bit more than social anxiety, it might not be the best, but I, it's definitely different. So for me, I really enjoy that. And I don't know, I really confirmed that one of my dreams is to have like a really nice space, like the, the Naubia to for the WB, a space where people can come from all, of, all, all over the world and work in their projects and we can work together. I don't know, that would be so, so amazing. So, yeah, that, that was the, the event, and it was really cool. I, I really enjoyed it. 
And uh, in the end, we took a picture and we also said that maybe we would organize something else still while Anthony's here. I have this feeling that once Anthony leaves, I will like go back to my room and, and never organize anything. So I really need to to take advantage of this. Yeah, but that was the coworking event. Really cool, really nice. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. In the meantime, I've been I've been also working with Anthony on uh, our conversation. So we recorded a conversation here at at my place with video with everything super professional. And the conversation is about our communities. And you probably heard at, or or at least noticed that yesterday I published part one of that conversation. Part two, uh, you can listen on his podcast. So it was kind of a cross promotion we did. We did it on YouTube and we did it on uh, on the podcast. On uh, on YouTube, the way we split the things uh, was really interesting. So he published the full conversation on his uh, Indie Worldwide YouTube channel and I published snippets. So I, I tried to kind of follow the Joe Rogan way or of how he publishes his content. And you, you probably have seen that on YouTube, to be honest. And uh, so... Just to give you an example, one of the, I guess, one of the most viewed snippets so far is Tiago and Anthony try pastel nada, or Anthony tries pastel nada for the first time, something like this. So I use the names a lot. For instance, Tiago and Anthony speak about uh, organizing events in communities, and and this is working really well. I see a lot of people watching and and seeing that, and um, really cool. And and then the podcast we split it. So part one, uh, as I just said, is here in the wannabe entrepreneur. And then if people want to listen to the part two, they go to the indie worldwide and, and vice versa. Of course, if one, people want to hear the part one, they come here. So it's kind of a cross promotion. It's helping me grow a lot as well. And I think it's also helping him. So this is something really, really interesting because I remember... A few months back, when uh, I invited Anthony to join the community, because every time I was interviewing someone new in this podcast, I was inviting them to join the community, the, the Slack channel. And Anthony is basically doing... It's a competitor, let's be honest. It's a, it's a really a real competitor. It's not like, ah, just a little bit. No. To be honest, I think that our com our communities do pretty much the same even though we are trying to differentiate even though we offer different features it's very they are very similar so is a competitor and i remember kavya she told me or she asked me if if it wasn't a mistake to have him in the community because he can be kind of learning from us and and i told her that i'm also in his community and and i i wouldn't see the i don't i didn't necessarily see the problem right away uh, but I, I would keep an eye. And I think it was the best decision I've made because we can be competitors and still help each other. And this is this is really a great example of that. He came here, we spoke about community, we spoke about our experience, we, we exchanged and we found out that there were a lot of things that we were doing similarly and, and a lot of things that uh, we could learn from each other. And then we started organizing these events and, and podcasts and I think we are just both benefiting from that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I do not regret that at all. And I'm really, really happy with it. And uh, I, I used the opportunity of, of sharing this new podcast episode 
to test a new service, a new idea that I that I'm trying to push. Uh, I, I think I I don't even remember if I told you about it last Tuesday because it's so new. And, and I do the idea came because I'm I'm terrible at design. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I, I first of all I don't like it. I really do not like it. And then when I try to do so, when I get Canva and, and put things together, it just does not look good. It does not look professional. It looks very amateur. So I I thought that it would be great to have this service. A service where you you could just describe what you need. And in less than 24 hours, you, uh, you would add a designer taking over your task and delivering quality work. And I know what you're thinking. Yeah, Tiago, but that's Fiverr. And it, it's not really Fiverr. Like Fiverr, you still have a lot of hassle. You still have to, to find a designer and then bargain the price and then describe what you want. And then sometimes, most of the time, it takes more than 24 hours. And it's just a lot of time that you lose. And here, what I want to achieve is to give the time back to the indie makers. I, I just want to have a curated list of designers that I trust, that they, they can trust, and then f- kind of create a full process that makes everything so simple, like like you have a team of designers working with you. And uh, I I pitched this idea to my friend, João Amaro. He's a designer, he's an entrepreneur, and I thought, okay, he's the great person to work uh, on this with me. And at first, it was... It was not sold on idea. He thought that, okay, this makes no sense. Why would people pay? Uh, yeah, they can go to Fiverr. Um, it's, it's also not good for the designers because it's too much work and uh, the, the payment might not be great. And, and somehow I was able to convince him to try it out. And what I told him is like, we are going to pick the tasks, the tasks that you can do in half an hour. And, and we are going to ask $20 per task. It's a fixed price. And the idea is that you don't, take more than 30 minutes to make this task. So you basically make 40 bucks an hour, which is not amazing. There's designers making more, but I think it's great. And then we can, in the future, automate this process, make it faster, maybe use some AI, right? Because there's so many great tools, by the way. Have you been following this? DALE 2 and all these amazing tools that you can just describe what you want and, and you see it. And a lot of designers are also worried about this. They think, okay, this will take our job. So I thought, okay, maybe we can just being one step ahead and we start with designers and maybe we try to use AI in the future to to make this process faster and cheaper for us. So I convinced them. And I told them that I would start in the community. I, I wanted to create a very, very simple MVP. And since I already have the people that in the community that trust me, people that are indie makers, I thought, okay, I will create a group, a Slack channel on, uh, on my Slack, of course. And... The idea is that people can just go there and describe the task. And then I, my service as a community, I'm the interface between the client and the designer. If the client has any complaint, they will complain to me. And if the designer has some complaint or cannot do the work, I will be the one managing that and, and attributing the work to others. So I, I'm also solving a problem for the designers in that regard, because a lot of designers, it's really hard for them to find clients, to manage the clients. Sometimes the clients do not pay. So I'll be taking care of all of that. And I know, again, yeah, this kind of sounds like Fiverr, but again, it's different because I'm providing a different service for the clients. They don't have to worry about finding a great designer and the hassle of bargaining and everything. I take care of that. So I created the channel and I shared with the people 
And I, I was even the first one using the service. I used the service to create the thumbnail for the podcast and the video that I've done with Anthony. And to be honest, I'm so happy with the result. I, I've tried to do it myself in Canva. And it's so terrible. I even tweeted about it. I tweeted the, the both versions. It's so terrible. It really does not look professional. And then Joel took that and in 30 minutes he makes something really professional. Something that when you looked at it, you, you know that the content behind it is good. And that's a really the real power of design. People, and quite often, and to be honest, I made the same mistakes in the past as an indie maker. We think that design is not important. We just say, yeah, design, it comes after, but for now I just need to make a working product. But designer, a design, a good design, it's a difference from people clicking and trusting your brand and not doing so. And uh, when you, you see a banner and you see an interview, even if there's someone really famous there, even if there's Peter Levels or, or Dagobert or, or Tony Dean, you look at it and if you see that it's made in a very unprofessional way, very amateurish way, you think, yeah, the, the, probably the quality of the sound won't be okay, probably the questions are bad, it makes no sense for me to click. So it really made a huge difference. And I, to be honest, that those 20 bucks I paid, those were worth it. So I was really, really happy with that. And I, I shared this case, this case study with everyone. Say, hey, here, here is what my service was able or capable to do. You can do the same. And then I was like sharing the community. And to be honest, I was expecting that at least one person would say, hey, I want to try it out. But that didn't happen. People were not convinced. They, they said that uh, it's too cheap for some reason and... And they didn't want to do that to designers in the community. And then they, they were kind of afraid that by doing that, and if they didn't like the results, it would be awkward to be in the community, which which I kind of understand. But a lot of people just said, like, I don't have any tasks. I normally do the tasks myself. And I, I think this is a key component of why this service might might fail. Most indie hackers, they want to do everything themselves. They don't want to, they don't want to A, spend money, and B, they don't allocate. They want to learn every bit of the business. And even though I start to realize that this might be a mistake, I also know that I was the same. And I'm still the same most of the times. I want to control everything and I don't want to pay a dime. So maybe it, this is just a bad idea. Maybe this will not work. I also shared it on Twitter and I got a lot of people that for me were like the really the target clients because, and I'll tell you this story, I I asked Tony Dean about it. I thought, okay, Tony Dean is a person that like, is always creating new designs and working a lot on Twitter. And I thought, hey, Tony, here's a service, would you use it? And he, and he said like, no, I love doing design myself, so I, I probably won't use it, but let me create a poll. So yeah, it was super cool. He created a poll and he basically asked people what they were doing today. Like, were they creating their own designs? Were they hiring a team? And this poll had like 200 like participants, which is amazing. And most people said that they were doing their designs. And, and actually, they were not very happy with them. So I thought, okay, maybe there's a, an opportunity there. It's something that people need to do, but they are not happy with the results. And some people even commented. They, they just basically said that. And I thought, okay, I need to talk with this person. So I sent them a DM and I pitched the idea and no one was interested. They said, no, nah, I'm not very interested. They they did ask me for the portfolio, which I don't have because it's still very better version. So what I kind of realized is that, yeah, I could now create a 
perfect landing page and a service and start selling it. And maybe I would get some people that would be interested. But in the end, if people are not jumping in the opportunity to do so, to to say, okay, Tiago, it's 20 bucks, it's a great service, it's a no-brainer, then it will be the same. It will be the same as the community. It will be the same of a lot of projects where marketing is the key component and I need to spend hours and hours and hours in marketing. So, I don't know. For me, I'm still running this. I'm still running this product. I'm still doing some experiments. I'm still trying to see if I can convince some people to try it out because I'm I'm sure that if they, they do try it out, they'll love it. But, uh, yeah, it, it's probably not the the thing that it will take me make me a millionaire <laughs> and um and, and you might be asking like yeah why are you trying so many things right now why why are you like you sound a little bit desperate trying uh the indie lottery trying the design service trying still going with the community and it, it's kind of a silly reason and i still i kind of feel a little bit uh, embarrassed to share this with you. But I'm turning 30 in 26th of September. It's it's already this coming Monday. And I don't know, but 30, it's really a time where uh, if, you, if you look, for instance, for Forbes, you have like the millionaires under 30. It's, it's, I don't know. I feel that nowadays there's this huge push of be, having your life resolved. And before you reach 30, you need at least professionally wise and, and even like uh, personally. So I feel this pressure. It's a pressure that is only created by myself. It's not an external pressure. And I don't feel it that much, but a little bit. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I've kind of been into this random mode of trying so many different things and, and try to reach something so that I feel that I kind of achieved part of my entrepreneurial dreams before reaching 30. And and also one thing is that this reaching 30, it kind of coincides with the the end of September, which is the, the month I told my partner that if I don't make at least 1K MRR by the end of September, I will need to find another way to get money in. And, and she's super supportive and she said like, yeah... Yeah, of course, that'd be great, but don't quit your dreams. You still need to to push uh, and, and work on on your projects. But yeah, I need to start bringing money. And, uh, and I'm really afraid. I'm afraid that if I get a job, first of all, I don't want to get a job. I don't want to work for others. But if I do, I'm afraid that I, I won't have the time and the focus to keep pushing on my project and keep, keep adapting and... Yeah, so there's this anxiety in in me at the moment um, because I'm loving every part of it. I'm loving what I'm doing here as an indie maker and what I'm able to accomplish and help other indie makers. But yeah, if it's not bringing money, I need to stop. I need to find a way. So it's all together. It's turning 30. It's the end of the month. It's been more than a year since I'm doing this. It's, yeah, it's a lot. It's really a lot. So I don't know if if some of you already turned 30 and can give me some advice on what to do. If if you do, if you can, it's great. You, it's, uh, you can just like reach out to me on Twitter. But um, I have... I have also some, some great news around this because I've been trying new ideas. 
I I kind of finally convinced João to work together with me on a project, and it's still very new. It's still in mu very much in the beginning, but he, he kind of approached me, and he's also in a very similar phase of his life. He's like, yeah. I've been a freelancer all my life, but I don't know, this is not paying enough, and maybe I should just find a, a job, a normal job, quote-unquote, normal job. So, he told me that, yeah, but in the meantime, if you need help with WB, let's create a brand out of it, let's make it a proper brand, you know, like, with the proper design and everything, because he also wants to use that in his portfolio. But I've been kind of, I, I didn't want to invest a lot of time now on that, even though I know it's important, but as, as you know, I only have like two weeks left. So I told him like, yeah, let's work in something smaller. Let's work in something that I know that is still in the beginning, but it's kind of working so far that people seem to be interested. And let's try to making something really cool out of it. So we decided to work on the Indie Lottery. The Indie Lottery, I did the launch on Product Hunt, as, as you know, last week. And it had a huge success, 20%. Conversion rate. People really like to add their emails, and now we have like 180 people there. And I've stopped. I'm not investing too much time on it, but I think we can really create something amazing out of it. We can with a nice branding, with maybe a nice Twitter account and a nice graphics, and really think on how we can make it more viral. And uh, I think it can be really cool. So we decided to give it a shot and, and think about it and think how we can monetize it and how we can grow this indie lottery brand. And yeah, I have a co-founder. <laughs> Great. Someone that really complements my skills because I'm a terrible designer and now he he is an amazing designer and I have the coding part and uh, we are both entrepreneurs. I know the indie hacker. So yeah. Super excited about that, and I'll definitely, definitely keep you posted. And I'll be trying so many things until Monday. I, I, as a joke, I told João that we need to do this until Sunday because uh, we need to make our first alpha million in Saturday and the other first, the other, well, the second alpha million on uh, on Sunday. And uh, yeah, I can be a millionaire before reaching thirty. <laughs> That was it. That's everything. It happened last uh, week. I also did a couple of uh, interviews, uh, or one interview rather, and tomorrow I'm doing another one. So that's great. Some new interviews for you, uh, because I know that you probably are already tired of just listening to these monologues. And these interviews are really, really cool. I love meeting other indie makers and learning from them. So I'm excited to share that with you. Uh, I've also been working on a bot to help me organize events. It's amazing. I, I love it. I basically just have to say, hey, bot, organize a new event. And it takes care of everything. Like, sends a message to the channel and uh, tries to get uh, the availability of people, tries to find the best time and organize the event. And this is great because organizing an event is so hard, but it's something so important in the community but because it's so hard and it involves so much time, especially because there's people from all different time zones, I was really being sloppy, not organizing enough events. So now I have this bot and I can just like start an event. And if I have a new idea for an event, bam, I started. And if there's enough people, we have the event. If there isn't, we don't. But I don't have to put too much uh, work on it. So that's really, really cool. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for today's episode. Again, if you want to support me in this journey, if you want to support this podcast in particular as well, you can uh, buy the WB merch, t-shirts, mugs, everything. They are really cool. And uh, the link is in the description. You can also become the member, a member of the WB space for 10 bucks 
or uh, you can just support the podcast for two dollars a month it's like a very simple patreon style support and uh, the link is also in the description this was another wannabe entrepreneur see you next time Be honest, should I consider the career of becoming a voice actor? Let me know.